It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Jay Harwood's latest edition of Amazing Conversations with my old friend Al Ois. Al Lois. Could you run through your brothers again for me? <laughs> How about this, Jay? I'm one of seven. I'm the youngest. Right. We've got five older brothers. My mom and dad named the boys John, Carl, Eric, Kurt, and Mark. Guess what they named me there, buddy? Al Ois. So here you are. We're in third grade, and you got... The third grade teacher saying, okay, Susie, Billy, Tommy, Jay. And then they look at it and they go, Alice? And then here's here's little Alice in the back waiting, putting his arm up, going home crying. I'm still I'm still affected all these years later, Jay. Uh, so your career, three World Series championships, two All-Stars, a no-hater. And there's a life full of Met What was it like when Steve Cohen, our own, called you the other day and said, Al, you're in the Hall of Fame. Wow. Uh, so <sighs> amazing. I, 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 look, I think as a little boy, if you dream of being a major league baseball player, you do all the things to work to become a major leaguer and that's cool, right? You get drafted or however you go about and you get to the major leagues, you make your debut and you, and then you try to build a career. Um, and, and the only way I can relate to it, to the level that it really takes it to another special moment, if you will. And certainly this summer is going to be when the ceremony, um, when Steve called, so much went through my mind. Uh, yes, I had 19 seasons as a major leaguer, but Jay, as you know, and I, I spent a lot of time with you, the seven years that I spent uh, with the Mets, when I got that call from Steve Phillips after the Marlins traded me to the Mets, it was at such the right time in my baseball life after injuries and setbacks and sideways and ups and downs. And living out the opportunity to play for the team that you rooted for as a kid. I can't say that enough. One thing, if you could check a box as a major leaguer, you get to the big leagues and you try to establish a career and do some cool stuff. Check, check. World Series, no-hitter, all-star. But then you get a chance to play for the team you rooted for. And it's just it's just, it's next-level stuff. I, I, I'll be honest. You know how you saw me when I was there. And every time that the Mets had... Mets moments, uh, old time, uh, you know, bringing back guys from uh, from previous clubs or the old World Series teams or seeing guys from the 70s and the 60s. And, you know, I was a little kid. I really was. I was I was always eager to to get out to the dugout and watch the ceremony of whatever was going on at the time uh, when I was there from uh, what, 98 through uh, through 04. So uh, um, it was amazing that that Steve called, um, you know, not not aware and then for him to say what he said and to go in with the guys that I'm going in with certainly Hojo Howard Johnson Gary Cole Howie Rose 410 June 3rd against the Blue Jays how about that against the Blue Jays huh you think they did that did you do that for me Jay oh we did I walked it out and by the way I looked at it the right before the Blue Jays came in. So after I was I signed with the Yankees, I got traded to the Blue Jays, spent seven years there, experienced some World Series, really cool stuff. Finally got my career going. Um, and then I get I signed with the Marlins. Well, guess who's coming in uh, at City Field right before uh, the Blue Jays come in? No, 
the Phillies and why that's important or significant. Dave Dombrowski called me the day before I got traded to the New York Mets. He was the general manager of the Marlins, as you know. And he was getting rid of everybody. Wayne Huizinga, you know, we win the World Series and he dismantled the team literally that winter. And I get a call from Dave. Did I ever did I ever share this with you? No, no. Okay. Dave calls me and he says, Look, I'm not promising you anything. Obviously, you know what's going on. And it's like a week or so before the before going to spring training. Because if you remember, I, I saw you at, at, at uh, Shea Stadium and we took pictures and some promo stuff at the stadium before I went down to Port St. Lucie. Right. Dave Dombrowski says, Look, I'm not promising you anything, Al, but I have two comparable prospect offers um, that I'm considering. And I'm asking you, do you have a preference? One is the St. Louis Cardinals and the other is the New York Mets. And I was like, Dave, are you kidding? Cardinals. <laughs> I grew up a Mets fan. Wow. This, you know, it's so it was that that kind of conversation. He goes, all right, all right, I hear you, I hear you. It wasn't the next day, Jay. I get a call. Uh, you know, I get to find out I got traded. And then Steve Phillips, then general manager, called me. And uh, wow, it was so here now, D D uh, Dave Dombrowski. Years later, Philadelphia uh, GM, uh, you know, President of Baseball Ops would be there. You were the old-timers your game is in history. How, what kind of a big thrill was that for you? You know, first time we did it, 28 years, 60 guys. You know, one of your former coaches, John Stern, was there. Fortunately, passed away after that. But remember, what was that day like for you? I seem to be saying, the you know, a broken record here, but when getting around players that uh, that I rooted for and I looked up to as a kid, and then getting a chance to, uh, you know, rub elbows, mingle and, and sh shoot the breeze and talk about the old times. Um, it just it puts it puts your mind at, at a place that that takes you to where, um, you know, when the game and the affinity for the game was so innocent uh, of rooting for your your team and the logos, colors and, mar you know, the colors uh, of your team and the logos and marks. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, just seeing the guys I know, you know, with Stearns, that that was Awfully sad losing him, but I, I was glad he had that moment that he yeah, got that opportunity, right? How about that? Sternsy, you know, what a tough man, right? He he got the bad batter's dude. He got bad dude. He was in the batter's box hitting. Yeah, it was a great memory. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, you were four or five when you 69. I mean, what was the first team you really rooted for? I don't remember it, but my my dad brought me and my brothers to uh opening day uh in 70 when they raised the flag i was five i don't I, I, i'll be honest i don't remember i do remember the 73 lcs i remember upper deck right field shea stadium you know when the when the uh when the mets beat the reds to go on to uh play the a's uh that i remember that that, that was a clear i can see the stadium you know we were upper deck right field and um it was a day game. I don't know if it was the game that Pete Rose, uh, you know, fought yeah, Buddy. buddy. Uh, but what a series that was, right? Took it to uh, took it to game five when they had five games well, back. Matlack had to shut out. Oh, Matlack was terrific through the whole time, right? I mean, up until right. he was – you know, you look at those box scores, and I think about the game today, and I, I know it's not fair because we can't, but, you know, every single one of those games, even in the uh, – in, uh, in that series, Tom Seaver, and you'll help me on this because I know you're – uh, he pitched a great game, and I think it was eighth or ninth inning, gave up a solo homer to Pete Rose, and then I think Johnny Bench. Right, right. You know, it's ninth inning stuff. So, And then uh, the game, I guess it went to game seven in the uh, A's uh, World Series, right? We, yeah, we, we, we were 3-2 winning going out to Oakland, and we lost the last, 
Rescue game. Seaver's game was a heartbreaker because I think it was against Catfish, and uh, it was a low-scoring game. We lost that one, and then and then Matlack just you know it was a rough one, right? You know, so then I'm a, you know you look at it, uh, you know Tug McGraw being the closer, he had in he had games in that that postseason where he was throwing four or five innings. Speaking of innings, one game like you, you were the only guy at the writers' dinner you were honored with Louis Solo. So the only guy for being honored to write for losing a game. It was Game Five in World Series. You had two runs in the ninth inning. Louis So hit Hopper, still probably going through the infield right now. And they honored you for being the losing pitcher and the writers' dinner. Which is 160 pitches that day. 160 pitches that game. Uh, 143. And to this day, every time I see Bobby Valentine, I I thank him for it and I appreciate the opportunity. I knew it was my last game of 2000. Um, and, and I guess really what people, you know, today they would never have done that, right? There, there's, you know, so many different relievers and matchups and all that. But if you remember the game, I gave up two solo home runs, um, one to Derek Jeter, one to Bernie Williams. Bernie Williams was having a rough series. Um, he ran into a cutter. I threw Jeter back-to-back change-ups. I didn't throw change-ups. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. But to have a 2-2 game going into the ninth, but if you remember... The eighth inning, I, I forget exactly who they were, but I think it was like O'Neill, Bernie, and Tino Martinez struck out the side in the eighth. And I came in down down toward the first base side, not the home plate side, and Bobby asked Dave Wallace to, you know, go see how he's doing, see how he feels. And when Wally came over, I was very demonstrative and I was very loud about, you know, what do you think? I feel great. Leave me alone. You know, I want this. So it was loud enough so that Bobby heard it, right? Um, rest is history, you know. Yeah, bummer. Louis Soho, fifteen hopper up the middle. Um, I still think Jay, we win game one, we win that series. Yeah, you pitch great in that series. You pitch game one, Louis lose the next three innings. Pitch great in five, we don't win. I mean, we lose four games by five runs. I know, I know. Every game, even the game where in game two with the broken bat. Back to Mike, uh, Roger. You know, we got behind, but late in the game, uh, Jay Payton, I think, uh, hit a home run against against Mariano Rivera and and became a one-run game. So that, you know, every single one of those games were – I know we lost. I get it. But I still believe that game won. Steinbrenner was full in old rage of, you know, we got to win. He – that would have been, you know – yeah, just ask those Yankee guys. Start with Joe Torre. They they had to win that game. So a, a lot of families, the the uh, they have you know auto mechanics is a business selling coats, food. The lighter family business is pitching. So you and your brother Mark in Major League, Mark's son Mark, and God willing, your son Jack, not too distant future, be the Major League. The first family to have four pitchers pitching the Major League. Wow, is that right? Now you make that up, Al. <laughs> no, I, I, I was probably would have been a liar or something with that. But yeah, wow. When, when uh, Jack gets in the majors, be the first time to have four members of the same family pitching the same, same major. Wow. All right. I'm not going to tell Jack that. I'll put a little extra pressure on him. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. <laughs> How was it, with, you know, being a dad? I know you went to a lot of the games, at, you know, at, uh, in college games at Vanderbilt. Was it hard sitting in the stands? I would say, well, it, it was hard this summer, I'll be honest, because he, he was – finally legitimately challenged um, and had a very up and down season, learned what pro ball is all about starting out. Uh, you know, he didn't play the, after his Vanderbilt season. Um, and then they uh, put him right to double A, which is, uh, you know, now in hindsight, it was pretty aggressive. Um, you know what I do? I, I keep score, Jay. And it's not some sort of like lunatic dad who's like, you know, super anal. It was my way of, of uh, actually relaxing. Um, and not just watching and, and playing along. I, I would I would chart, you know, like kind of the pitches and keep score. And I was doing that when he was a little guy because it was a way to circle back to a game and have conversation. That that's really was the impetus behind it when he was like kind of the youth travel ball stuff, you know, probably right. sophomore, junior, high school. Um, so that kind of kept me busy. Um, he, he, you know, at Vanderbilt, it was great. Like, you know, he really uh, did well. And, and the year he got drafted, it was, it was fun to watch, honestly. And then high school, you know, most, most, most guys that get to that level, they all do well at high school, you know? So I would say this past summer was, was, uh, you know, nervous for me. Can I pick up one high school game, my research? And when you're in high school, you struck out 32 of the 39 guys you faced in a 13 inning game. How do you do that? You know, yeah. And the guy I faced, so it was a, a you know Central Regional High School down the Jersey Shore. Uh, I faced Wall Township, which always had a strong sports program, especially football. And the guy I pitched against uh, actually was drafted, I think, by Oakland. His name is John Spinapont, all state football player, really good pitcher. Might have been all. I don't think you know. I don't know about pitching, but. We struck out 50 guys uh, combined. He had 18, I had 32. I'll be honest, Jay. You know, I, high school, right? You strike out a lot of guys. 32 is a lot of strikeouts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll tell you that. That is that is a record 100%. You know how they say records are meant to be broken? That will never be broken because nobody will ever be allowed to throw 200 pitches again. No. I easily I went. another record you're probably not aware of now. My research, you drank the most cups of coffee one year in any Mets pitcher in history. 1,093 cups in 1999. <laughs> Is that, does that count shots? Uh, did I ever tell you about Johnny? Uh, I forget where we were, but, uh, you know, I always got this, like, quad venti vanilla latte, and then I started getting, like, five shots in it. And uh, one day, uh, Johnny's like, yeah, give me one of those. Give me one of those. So we're going to get on the bus, you know, go. It's on the road. And he, you got to ask Johnny about it. It's funny. He drank this thing. I think I had him throw six shots on this thing. It was like a vanilla venti thing. 
ice. He said he was sitting in the dugout or in the uh, bullpen the whole game like this, shaking with like his heart beating. He was sweating. <laughs> One of my favorite outlier games, of course, in Cincinnati, the playing game. We don't know where we're playing. We're in a diamond club. We go to Cincinnati. Uh, five nothing, two big shutout, complete game. You know, there's moments in 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 a in a in a player's life, career, baseball life for for this. And uh, you know, you always you always, hey, what was your best game? Hey, what was your best moment? You know, I was lucky enough to have a bunch of cool moments, uh, based on uh, you know, some of the stuff that I was, you know, able to do. But I would say the 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 significance of that game. Now I I have to also include because it would be unfair. Game seven start, Marlins against the Cleveland Indians, and we won in extra innings um, with Edgar Renteria base hit the middle. Craig Council scores and we're World Champs. That that you need to nail right, and uh, and that was a that was a really well pitched game. But when you're in a win or lose, go home right. And I knew what the history of the Mets in the playoffs and how long it's been and all that. Uh, eleven years. Yes, eleven years. So. We're, as you just said, we're sitting at the Diamond Club at Shea Stadium. We're either flying on to Arizona or we got to go to Cincinnati and play 163rd game against Cincinnati. And to nail it the way I did and to get the lead that I had early on, right, 2 nothing early uh, with uh, Alfonso, right, it's Homer. And Ricky Henderson hit a homer, right, so didn't he? And Ricky hit a homer. So those that, that it felt like, I honestly, even two runs felt like it was five. So get it. Five felt like it was ten. And then um, to – for Bobby to let me stay in the whole time and to throw it, yeah, to throw it, uh, you know, a two hit shutout. Mike went out in the eighth inning and well, you didn't know you had a one hitter in the eighth inning. You looked at the score. I forget how I probably screwed up the story. You weren't aware of what you were doing in the eighth yeah. inning. Yeah. So actually, double down the left field line, Pokey Reese, I'm getting the ball back from Ray Ordonez. And on the big scoreboard at, at Riverfront, I don't know what they called it back then. Was it still Riverfront? <laughs> Maybe Synergy or something. And I remember catching the ball back from Ray Ordonez, and I see the one for Cincinnati go to two. And I'm telling you, Jay, it sounds like bullshit. I, I didn't realize I had – I knew it was a well-pitched game, and you head down and put your hat down and don't look left, don't look right, and make a pitch and execute and all that. But – the one to two, it, it was one out in the ninth, I think, right? Yeah, because then, uh, yeah, whatever. Um, I think he got to third base, and then I struck out uh, Sean Casey, and then a, 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 a line or two at Gardo, uh, you know, to, to win the game. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. 
So I've been with the Mets a long time, as you all know. We've been friends a long time. I've been, we got, I got one ring, a couple of World Series, but I'm going to put something on my tombstone is being a part of the 2001 team. What we what we did as a team for the city. I mean, that's the thing. We gave back. We made a difference. That's the thing I always remember from my time with the Mets and what we accomplished. That. You know, we had the reunion, was it, two, two years ago now, where everybody got together. And we did it without publicity. We did it without cameras. We made the visits to Ground Zero just to do the right thing. You know, we wanted to look at to glorify what we did or whatever. We were just down to do the right thing. You know, and it was a whole about 25 guys and coaches, Bobby, ownership. I think it was easy for us to have, first of all, the impact for all of us in our lives that, that lived and uh, worked and were around the New York City area. Either you knew somebody or worse, if you really uh, had a family member. So it was easy to, for me, it was easy to, yeah, okay, what, what do you have, Jay? What, what do you want? Oh, okay. You just knew that by giving back meant something. And, and what was significant or what I realized it was important for what we were doing and others that would maybe uh, have people who were, who were affected by family mem- loss of family members was that we can get them away from the sadness and, and what transpired, right? And when we went down there, Jay, uh, you know, I forget what day it was, but it was still smoldering. Shortly thereafter, it wasn't that long. Right. And I remember, I don't know how you felt, but we had the helmets on and it was a, it was a rescue. Uh, it was still a rescue mission. And then there was on the other side, it was a cleanup. They started having the, and I really felt uncomfortable. You know, here are these ball players and the celebrities that are coming around. And like, I didn't want that. I didn't, you know, we weren't that, we weren't for that. And I know you know that, but when 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 I saw the people who saw us, and you saw them like almost like ah, oh, you know the, the the men and women that were working to look for their 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 fellow uh, you know firefighter, and I realized that that we were helping, right? So then that made it even easier when there was anything else that was related to the people who were affected by it as the years transpired after that. You know, and, and you were at the center of it. You really were. Yeah, it was a team effort. Yeah, no, it's it, it, it was just so easy for us yeah, as an organization. Great. And then where we were at Shea Stadium and the parking lot was the where they had all of the the, the, the supplies right. and the material. And it, it was just like, wow. It's, I neglected to pass on one of your really great awards, Roberto Clemente Award. Right there, buddy. By the way, it's. I will say this: you talk about prominence. You know, we all kind of got some stuff. I don't really have a dig me room. Uh, I I just don't do that. But this thing, this is heavy, Jay. This thing right here. There's a reason why you know, I got some cool stuff. But Roberto Clemente work is. uh, I know what it means. Um, and you don't do it for awards. You really don't. You just, you do stuff to, cause it's the right thing to do to give back to people in need that you can make a difference in other people's lives. Your charity was really local orientated, right? It was lighter as Landy, a lot of work in your hometown in South Jersey with the high schools in the field. So really it was a really direct thing, what you were trying to do locally, right? Lighter's Landing was created when I was with the Marlins. Um, and I realized how how we as uh, players can offer your name to different uh, charitable charity events, right? 
Um, but as I, as I was making contributions to different causes, I realized that it really just felt like a check. You know, you know, gonna write a check for a cause. It's all good. But I wanted more stickiness to it. I wanted more of a connection to it. And that was the impetus behind uh, creating Lighters Landing because now I had the ability based on the money that I put in um, and then also contracts that were supposed to go to me personally. I had clubs make the direct contribution to the foundation and then give away money. Um, did it with the Marlins, did it with the Mets. But you did it with the Mets. You got the other guys involved. I used to have the poster in my house yeah. with the nine guys, Bobby Ball. We're still playing cards, by the way. We're still a card game. We're rookie. But no, it's like, you know, it was an Alphonse. It was a nice thing. Right. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a nice uh, – uh, we, we raised a lot of money uh, with that. It was a, uh, a watercolor, uh, James Fiorentino. Um, everybody signed us. Some Hall of Famers on there, as you mentioned, Ricky Henderson, Mike. Um, Johnny Franco so, should be in the Hall of Fame. So can I offer one suggestion for your speech June 3rd? Why don't you try something like this? Today, today, today I, consider I consider myself, myself the luckiest man, man on the face of the earth. earth, earth, earth. earth. <laughs> Nobody's used it before. All right. And if I don't do that, because you're going to be next yes. to me, you come yes. over You come over and tackle me. I'll, I'll tackle you. you. Tackle me. Listen. Just give me like, look, you got your New York uh, Giants top on there. No, it's a Mets thing, Al. It's Mets different colors. No, it's not a Giants thing. Listen, you've been a good friend for all these years. You're my buddy, my friend. Really you as well. You, you, they, 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 anybody on June 3rd. By the way, they, they forget about the Hall of Fame for you. They, they, they need to uh, build a uh, some sort of little statue for you. Keep my head too big. <laughs> I didn't say put a hat on. Don't I just worry. said a statue. <laughs> so, so I said hi. Really happy for you. I well deserved it. Thanks, I Jay. Can't wait for June 3rd to be here. Really, it's a, it's a, it's a tremendous honor. Uh, I really, yeah, I guess I got to think about some, some nice words, but uh, dream come true. Well, I'm, I'm glad it's part of your dream, and Bill, an honor for me to be your friend. Thank you. Same, as, we'll same to you, Jay. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Al. Thanks.